0: You're listening to Monster Riff Presents with your host, Monster Riff editor, Pat Shoburn. And now, here's Pat. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Monster Riff Presents, brought to you by MonsterRiff.com, the search for the ultimate riff. As always, I'm your host, Pat Schober, and with me today is John Garcia, the vocalist of Caius, Slowburn, Ormano, Armano, Unida, uh, his solo project, and he's also lent his voice to just about everybody in the, the rock and metal scene. Uh, the list goes on and on. John, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you having me
0: it it's great to ha- to have you on today. I'm super thrilled to have you here. Um what have what have you been up to uh these days?
1: Uh well, uh, Pat, I'm I'm a I'm a family man, so I, I spend a lot of time with my family and um any chance that you know the moons align just right where um Mike uh and Greg and myself um uh, can get together to to write and jam and rehearse um we always jump at the opportunity we have a couple shows coming up and I'll talk to you more about that you know as we get into it um one of them's on September 17th in Palm Springs and uh, which is a really cool event I, we touched mm-hmm. base a little bit about it before before we went live with this but um I'll talk about that and then I've got another show um in Austin uh, texas on october 14th those are the only two really things i've got going on right now um my agent over in over in the uk and he takes care of me for the majority of the world hmm. um he he wants me and i agree to to get another record out before we start you know pushing a tour over there so and again i agree so we gotta we have a a lot of, uh, a lot of work to do, um, as far as writing is concerned. And, um, but to do these little one-offs here in the United States, um, I like it. I like to, you know, have my, my booking agent here in the United States continue to kind of, you know, offer these shows that make sense. Um, you know, to do them because it's, it's still, I still genuinely enjoy to play and perform and have a good time with my guys. And yeah, uh, so, yeah. but but that's it really doing and, and working at the at the animal hospital a lot um you know i'm here all the time so but you know all, all my spare time is devoted to to music and and uh of course that you have to have that balance you know family work music and then have it coincide with everybody else's um agenda in their life mm-hmm. uh, so it's um but we we handled it we handled it uh, we handled it well.
0: Yeah, it's well. First of all, it's exciting to hear new music uh, is on the horizon, um, and we'll we'll definitely dig into that and, and some of your other musical backgrounds soon. Um, but one of the things that we talked about uh, before the show was, you know, you, you take care of animals as an animal vet, but like you're you're really passionate about. Uh, taking care of animals and, and the pets that you do have. One of the things we talked about specifically though, right. Was uh, this, this big shortage of, of vets. Uh, do you want to dig into that at all? Cause I know it's gotta be frustrating for you when people come in, uh, you know, they either, they either don't have something on the schedule or they're, they're struggling to get something scheduled. And meanwhile, their, their pet needs help. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and not a lot of people know about that. Um, I still get people that will call me and going, Oh my God, What's going on? I've called every single vet veterinary hospital in, in this Coachella Valley and I can't get in anywhere. And I'm hoping that, that, you know, you can fit us in. Have you ever been here before? No. Well, that takes care of that. Um, Dr. Hinnan has 20,000, you know, clients here in Palm Springs area. So <laughs> we're stopping to see his existing clients for new clients and that's just not going to happen. Um, so that that's a problem right there, but let me, let me help you. I'll tell somebody, you know, and, and that's why me and my team are here is to help people find veterinary care for their dog or cat. And I think we do a pretty damn good job at it. The problem is, is that um, there is a shortage of veterinarians, even veterinary technicians, veterinary assistants, um, the vets that, that, that do still practice, um, they need help too. And the more help that they have, I think that the more help that um, that we can get these owners. Um, so to, to help bring awareness to this, I've partnered up with um, a couple of very cool people, Bruce Fessier, who is an entertainment writer for the Desert Sun, the only newspaper in the Coachella Valley, really. And then also Dia Lou Bell, which she's the publicist for another um, another theater out here called the McCollum Theater. So I partnered up with those two, and they've, they reached out to me, and they asked me if I wanted to do a benefit show at the Annenberg Theater in downtown Palm Springs, September 17th, for a very special show to help bring awareness to the crisis that we're having. Annenberg Theater has dropped their price considerably, and we've had a, an enormous amount of anonymous donors donating tens of thousands of dollars to help promote the college of the desert veterinary assistant program so that's why i'm doing the show i'm doing it with um billy steinberg for those of you who don't know who billy steinberg is billy steinberg wrote he's in the songwriters hall of fame he wrote like a virgin for madonna he wrote true colors by cindy lopper he wrote help co-wrote Chrissy Hines of The Pretenders. uh, 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 I don't know how many songs, uh, just to name a few. So he's going to be playing it with his trio. I'm going to be there. I'm not only doing an acoustic set, but I'm doing an electric set. So there's just two acts, the uh, Billy Steinberg trio and then myself. Um, There's going to be a silent auction. There's going to be um, hors d'oeuvres and wine. And not only, not only do you get to see the show by myself and Billy Steinberg, but you also get to meander the halls of the Palm Springs art museum. It's closed for only the ticket buyers of the show. So if you don't want to see my ugly mug up there saying (laughs) to me, you know, you you don't want to listen to me. You can actually hang out, have a glass of wine. And they've got, they've got a really, a, a lot of cool pieces, um, uh, of art, they have anything from you know super abstract to Andy Warhol and mm-hmm. everywhere in between. Um, give me two seconds. As you as you can tell, I'm I'm at Palm Springs Animal Hospital fielding things, and people need prescriptions, and people need this and that. So I'm still you know doing that i do this on a daily basis but to to be able to 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 pull a show off like this and to bring awareness i'm not only did not only did i i need to have my buy-in because i'm i'm not seeing one penny not one penny. nor do i want to see a penny but mike doesn't mike and his family not seeing a penny greg his family eddie his family all of these people are doing this for absolutely free, and all the proceeds, a hundred percent of the proceeds, go to College of the D- Desert Veterinary Assistant Program. And College of the Desert has has pledged four; uh, they will match up to four scholarships. For every scholarship that, that we get, they'll match up to four scholarships. That's so awesome. this is just this is just to help bring awareness together as a community um, to let. You know, the Coachella Valley, know for those of you who have been living under the rock for the past, you know, a year and a half, two years when this crisis all started, um, to bring awareness to that. So we've had clients and these unbelievable donors. This this one woman, this one couple donated $8,000 to rent out the Annenberg Theater so we can have this event. Another lady donated well over $6,000 to help the scholarships. And we have an incredible, uh, incredible amount of wealth here in the Coachella Valley. Mm-hmm. So the tickets aren't cheap. They're going from, I think, 50 to 100 to 250 bucks a pop. Or you can buy a scholarship. And the scholarships, I think, I think it's close to 3K or something like that. Remember, this is just the veterinary assistant program at College of the Desert. So it's just to, it's to get kids, um, in the door. And do they want to take the next step? Do they want right. to go to UC Davis? Do they want to go to Colorado State? Do they want to go to the University of Minnesota or Purdue or, you know, anywhere anywhere where they have schools to become a veterinarian? So it's it's a really cool cause. And that's one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you today, Pat, was to bring awareness to that and let everybody know from from just the your your general listener to To some of the Caius World folks, the people that still follow me on my social feeds, I haven't went public with with this just yet. So you're actually the first person I've talked to in regards to this event. So if you've never been to Palm Springs and you want to come out here for a good cause, it's a Saturday night, September 17th at the Annenberg Theater. The night before, on the 16th, there's a little tiny bar down the street from the Annenberg Theater called The Stout. I'm doing a, a meet and greet. And so I'm going to be hanging out there. So if anybody wants to come and say hello and, you know, grab a cold one, I'm going to be hanging out there with my wife and, um, most likely a couple of buddies of mine. So I want to invite, you know, all of your listeners for a weekend out in Palm Springs and all the Kaiser World folks to, to come out and, and help support the cause. Um, what I can also do is I'll give you, a, for those of you who can't come out, I'll give you a link, Pat, where people can donate five bucks if they want to, or donate 10 bucks, or donate a hundred bucks, whatever, whatever you can fit. It's, it's tight right now. I, I get it with everything from gas prices to inflation to the, to the, to the price of my son's lunch meat. <laughs> Trust me. I, I know. So yeah. it, it, anything helps, but we're, we, again, we, we fight the fights that need fighting. We're here to help. That's why I'm here right now in the office and, and, and doing this. So, yeah. I, so thank you for letting me talk about that. I really appreciate it. It's, as you can tell, I, and, and as you've heard, I'm, I am passionate about it, but I'm also passionate about music. And if I can, if I can make a mark, if I can just help bring a little bit of awareness or help a kid get into veterinary assistant, you know, program at College of the Desert, fuck perfect that's yeah. great I, i'm i'm not going anywhere 51 years old i i'm i don't care about being fucking cool you know what i mean i i don't i don't want to be cool you know i i, I don't want to i never will be and i and it never been. That's not my plight my plight is helping people and helping you know the, the the crisis that's going on right now um and it's not what what your your listeners may may want to hear but i i care more about you know helping an, an, an ailing animal just as much as I do taking my son fishing. You know what I mean? And have him go, dad, I don't want to go fishing. Well, you know what? You need to go fishing. And let's, let's argue about that. These are good problems to have you know, for me, but it's, you know, it, it is what it is. And at my age, I, I don't give a fat rat's ass what people think about me, you know, and especially in my business. People don't like my music. People don't like my voice.
0: I was going to ask you if like anyone in the office listens to any Kai's.
1: Nobody, nobody knows. I, I don't, I don't kiss tell the, the majority of my crew and my coworkers, they have no fucking clue of what I do. Mm-hmm. They, they have zero clue. And, and I don't, and, and I, and I, and I, I, I kind of like it that way. It's just, it's just normal, normal. Mm-hmm normal guy who's just here to do his job and to work alongside with his wife a lot of people go "Well, how can you work with your wife it just drive me fucking crazy well she's my best friend so it's like it's, it's a no-brainer mm-hmm. you know so but i went off on a tangent there so again thank you for letting me talk about no it's all the, good the, the, the september 17th show i really appreciate it and i'll get you that link so just in case anyone yeah. you want to uh donate to the cause but again thank you
0: yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Uh, off the top of your head, do you know like what site people can visit or like what they can do? Like, is it is it on the venue site?
1: Yeah, it's the Annenberg Theater, Annenberg. It's A N N E N B E R G, Annenberg, the Annenberg Theater in beautiful downtown Palm Springs. It's it's actually a really rad theater. If you look it up, the theater only holds four hundred people, so it's going to be a very exclusive. Event to be able to see. I'm more excited to see Billy Steinberg, you know, yeah. and have his his trio sing some of the songs that he helped write all those years ago, and he still continues to to write. So um, it's going to be a great evening.
0: That sounds awesome. And just just to, to clarify before we start talking about like music and stuff, what is the the source of the current like vet shortage? Like what what was like the the main cause that
1: suddenly there are too many pets and not enough doctors? Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. And you guessed it. COVID. Hmm. What happened was, is there's, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different moving parts and a lot of different variables to this. But when lockdown happened, people went out and adopted. Okay. They went out, they went out and adopted. And then as, as, and, and then you still had the existing pet population. So you had the existing pet population, and then you had folks that went out that didn't have pets, went out and adopted, and all the shelters were free and clear. They're filled back up again now. But the, all the shelters were free and clear, and it was great. It was a good thing. But as the the lockdown lifted, here comes the influx. So we had the existing pets, and now we have new pet owners, and everybody wanted to get in. Every And they're still trying to get in. And there's just not enough vets. There's not enough vets. There's not enough veterinary technicians. There's not enough vet assistants. And these are the people that help Dr. Hennen. Dr. Hennen has not one, not two, not three, but four veterinary technicians helping him. Four, and he does everything himself. Talk about a trooper for for Dr. Hennen. Dr. Hennen and running it all. So while I have one case. Wendy has one case. Nicole has one case. Gabby has one case. So who's in charge of all of those cases? Dr. Hannon. So he's in charge of case after case after case. So in any, in any one 30 minute span, he could have four cases and I only have to concentrate on my one. He's got to concentrate on all four, you know, and he gives us our orders and he's the, he's an amazing veterinarian and he, uh, he's here to help and he's double booked. He's triple booked. Sometimes he'll call Drupal, book himself because you know these pets need help. Yeah. So he's the real he's the real trooper. The veterinarians are the real trooper for 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 taking on a lot bigger of a of a workload. So they're the they're the true heroes here. But uh, that's that's the main reason why.
0: I love it. I mean, it's it's, it's a great it's a great cause that you're supporting. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, with a few donations and everything, we can get some more more doctors out there to help out.
1: Yeah, agreed. And just to bring awareness too, that's always, that's always good because people need help and they need to know, don't wait, don't wait, call, get in line, you know, and tell the, tell, tell your vet, say, if you have any cancellations, just let me know, but at least call and get in line.
0: Well awesome uh well everyone listening if you if you're out in the area, if you have means to travel uh get out there get some tickets, or make a donation online like I said there should be uh if if also if someone's listening and I didn't put the link in the show notes, feel free to send me a message, and I'll make sure it gets into the show notes but awesome that that sounds really cool but one of the, one of the things we talked about earlier you know you've been you've been at you've been working as a vet tech for for years you said even even when you were in Caius. Uh, you know, you'd come off the road and you'd, you'd go back to work down the street. But let's let's kind of go back to that time period, maybe even a little bit before. Uh, I'd love to hear how you got into music in the first place. Um, how did you get into to singing?
1: You know, as a as a kid, I, I gravitated to music at a very early age, um, listening to eight track. So I used to sit down in, in my bedroom, and my brother would be listening to eight tracks of. You know, a lot of, um, a lot of R and B, a lot of Earth, Wind and Fire, Ohio players, Johnny Taylor, Al Green, mostly a lot of, a lot of Earth, Wind and Fire, um, Maurice White and Philip Bailey, um, two amazing singer songwriters. And so I'd, I'd have that outlet to, to, to listen to. My sister, on the other hand, she would be listening to, you know, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Pink Floyd, um, Early Smiths, and you know. So I was exposed to all type of all types of music, but I was, I I knew that I was a fan of music. And you know, when you go into high school, you know who are music heads or not. You know, they have got the Metallica shirt on, they've got the Cult shirt on, they've got the Iron Maiden shirt on, they've got the Mm -hmm. Cure shirt on. You know, you know who these, you know these, who these heads are. You know, and I was one of those guys. I was a fan of music, and I was still searching for something to, to call my own, you know, to, to, um, from, for, for me to really gravitate towards something. I was still looking and searching and listening to new bands and listening to music and getting into punk rock. And then eventually, you know, finding, um, this band called the cult. And, uh, I was a freshman in high school back in 88. Um, and I was in my photography class at, at, uh, at Indio High School and this guy, the skater, uh, named Greg grenville he he used to skate Johnny Lacero boards and we used to talk skate all the time. So he had this walkman, yeah, that's a walkman, right? With a cassette. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Here, listen to the song. So he put on She Sell Sanctuary for me by the Colt and and that that changed my life forever. I knew that I knew that I wanted to I wanted to, you know, start a band. I was into music. I wanted to sing and that was that was the very first kind of day where i thought to myself um i'm going i want to sing in a band i'm going to stop cutting my hair i'm gonna let my hair grow long i'm gonna dye it black and i'm gonna i'm gonna find my own and i'm gonna i'm gonna use the cult as my as my diving board and um and i just sang along with ian for uh you know for electric and 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 love mostly um going from love to electric and what steve brown did the producer versus what rick rubin did there were two totally different records and two totally different directions but i still embraced it um and you know i I, again i i just fell in love with it and that was that was the very first time i i really wanted to sing in a band was back in like 1987 88 and did you take any any vocal lessons or were you completely self-taught at first no at first, I just went in there and, you know, Brent gave me some lyrics and he goes, here you go. So I started singing in my way really fast and just really, just really, really punk esque in your way, kind of screaming and, uh, no real melody to it really at all. Just trying to find, you know, places in the, in the song to put the words and then me just diving in and say, Pocket, go for it. And then Brent, He goes. He's told everybody something. He goes. Instead of trying it this way, why don't you try singing it this way? And he sang me this melody, and I'm like, Oh, you want melody? All right, melody. All right, sure. I thought you. I thought we were going for, you know, something. But this was the very infantile stages of me, Josh and and Chris Cockrell in Brent's bedroom up uh, Highway 74. And so I was like, Okay, cool, and. I've always loved that, that take on it when you have something super heavy, which is the music, and then you have a beautiful melody on top of it. Sometimes it marries well, sometimes it doesn't marry well, but that's half the fun is, is trying to find that connection. And yeah. that, that, that's my take on it.
0: Yeah. I, um, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the, the things that I think is so fascinating about, about your delivery, um, throughout. I think all of your work, I think in, in this sort of space, when you get into like the really heavy rock or into the metal scene, I think there's a tendency to, to be like hyper masculine in a lot of ways. There are guys that like really drop their voice or they'll, they'll use like a lot of distortion. And then you have guys like on the like man of war side who just kind of like dress up as Vikings and try to like be as manly as you can be. But I think that like, then you have guys who Come along, like like Ozzy and like Freddie Mercury, who kind of just do their own thing and they kind of beat to the sound of their own drum. And I, I think that's something that you do in a lot of ways because, like, I remember hearing Kais for the first time and hearing your vocals. I think it was on uh, I think Demon Cleaner was the first song that I ever heard. And I remember hearing like that bass and then your voice on top of it. And there is such a distinction there between the vocals and, and the bass and the guitars and everything else that's going on. Um, was that, was that like a conscious decision on, on your part um, to kind of, to, I mean, or is that just like kind of like the natural voice that, that comes out?
1: Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a great piece that, that Hami wrote. Um, and I think he had an overall direction of, of that song and he he worked really hard on that song with me um in sound city in van nuys working with that song in that vocal booth and i stayed in there all day long singing that that fucking song you know uh but he had a he had a great vision and he had this he wanted it to be speech level um so to 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 sing it down speech level it was quite the departure of me kind of pushing air a little bit harder Um, so, but we, you know, with, with his coaching and his direction, along with Chris Goss and the, the incredible team that we had for the Caius camp, it was, it was good. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly did not fight it at all. It was something that I welcomed that I thought I could pull off. Um, it was very obvious that we knew the songs that, you know, we could pull off and those where we said, nah, that we're going to move on. There's always that. But mm-hmm. that direction of 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 that speech level singing over that that really cool baseline and that and that melody that he wrote, uh, he did an amazing job.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the first time I ever heard it, my brother was like, "Hey, you have to check out this music video." And I remember like watching the music video too, and I was like, "This is gross." I love it <laughs> So I think that's like a black and white video. And well, while while we're still in like Kaya's time period, one of one of the things I think. Is fascinating to me about the desert scene is the idea of like the, the generator parties. Uh, you know, there's something so liberating about, you know, fucking off into the desert uh, with some generators and like having a party and like holding like a big concert. Um, how important were those to Caius as a band in developing their sound, but also to you as a musician and kind of finding your voice, especially earlier
1: on when you're you know, kind of working through that like punk stage of your delivery? Um, that's a good question. These generator parties have become quite, quite legendary. And, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of a little bit of amusing to me because it was a necessity. We had to do this. People all over the world do it. They just have different, they just have different avenues, such as seventh floor, an apartment building where they know that the sixth floor and the eighth floor is vacant. Mm. People find a way to, to make something like that happen they find a way because it's a necessity it was a necessity for mario lolly it was a necessity for me going out there and and setting up a pa and not giving a crap if if, if you sucked or not you just went out there and, and you did your thing and for the the good part of my career i my early career i was still trying to find my own still trying to find my voice i knew i wanted to do it but that was very important to me growing up in that environment, with the, the wind blowing and dust in your in your beard, in your beard, your beard and your eyes, and you know, and people just embracing it. And I think Pat, that's all it was really is just a necessity. People will find a way. It happens in Australia. I think it happens in the south of London. I think it happens in downtown Hamburg. I think it it happens. But it it was important because that's all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do back then was just sing, sing in a band. And I I, I still genuinely love performing on stage, singing on stage. And, you know, you you mentioned two incredible singers, Ozzy and, and Freddie Mercury. I still am awe with Freddie. I'm, I'm still in awe. News of the World blows me out of the water every time I listen to it, and I remember seeing that cover when I was just a kid, and that was one of the bands my sister turned me on to. And I seen that robot, and he had, he 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 accidentally pushed too hard on you know the human's chest, and it was bleeding, and he had this look, this bewildered look on his face, like what did I do, or why am I here? you know, looking at that and and listening to that record, that to me was just, I needed to get in, you know, Mm -hmm. I needed, I wanted in on that side, you know, that other side I hadn't been on before, but I wanted to get to that other side, you know, and uh, I, again, I still listen to Freddie and, and Queen and, and not a lot of Ozzy these days, not a lot of Sabbath these days. I'm listening to uh, we'll get we'll get into that later. I'll, you'd probably stop the interview if you if I told you what I was listening to these days. So we won't go there.
0: No, we can we can talk about. It. Listen, I I uh, I don't judge anybody off of what they listen to. Like I started Monster Riff because I liked a very specific type of music that none of my friends could stand. And so I started a blog because I had no one else to talk to about it. And I've just been fortunate enough to like sort of build a little bit of a community and and build relationships with people who love uh, stoner rock or stoner metal, whatever you want to call it. Um, And so, like, I recognize that 90 percent of the people that I probably a lot more than 90 percent of the people I know don't really care about it. Um, So I, you know. I think people have a tendency to be like elitist about like what they like and what they don't like. And I think that's just a bunch of baloney because art is art and you like what you like and that's cool.
1: I agree. I totally agree. And if something has, if something makes me feel like if, if I get a feeling of, of listening to, uh, this Dua Lipa song and that song makes me feel and it brings out emotion in me, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say, yeah, I like Dua Lipa. Yeah, You know, I think, I think my wife's getting tired of me turning on Dua Lipa, you know, every morning, but she's got a voice and she can sing. There's no doubt in my mind that that girl can sing. She can sing and she doesn't use any of that weird shit. She can sing. She can sing. So, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I, and, you know, but then I'll go, I'll, I'll, you know, um, th- that afternoon, I'll listen to the Ohio players. Two totally different ends of the, the spectrum, you know, and then we'll switch to, you know, some unreleased Unita stuff that, you know, Arthur and I are trying to, you know, trying to, to, to release. Um, you know, I, everything. And if, if my daughter wants to listen to Post Malone, um, in the car on the way down to the movies and she wants me to turn it up, god damn it, I'm going to turn it up. And I've become a fan of Post Malone. I I, there was a time his last record I couldn't get. That's all I listened to was Post Malone. You talk about someone not giving a fuck. The guy can the guy can go from from rapping to to a a fucking killer rock song with Ozzy Osbourne on the same record. You know, and then he's got a Spider-Man soundtrack on there as well. That's some some other thing that's what well, was on one of the recent, uh, ten thousand Spider-Man movies. I can't remember what it was, but he can go from he can go from that's that's incredible to me. Yeah, to have somebody you know, do go from fucking heavy, hardcore pipe hitting rap to a fucking rock song with Ozzy on the same record. That's incredible. And that's exactly what you and I are talking about right yeah. now. It's just like, you know, it, it doesn't make a difference. Whatever makes you feel that makes you feel then fuck man. Then, then then knock yourself out.
0: Yeah, I, I think like, you're exactly right. Like, if if there is something that you hear that, like, helps you get through the day just a little bit easier, like, that's that's what music is for. Uh, yeah. It's also about, like, a community, right? I mean, like, that's music has its roots in, you know, like, just hanging out together and sitting around a fire and beating drums. Like, there's a very primal connection, I think, with music, and that deserves to be celebrated.
1: That uh, you'll never walk into the Garcia residence without the radio on or Alexa playing something. I still listen to radio. Um, in Southern California, we are spoiled with radio. We still get, I still get my oldie stations, still get the R and B stations, the old school classics, Art LeBeau, all that stuff. So we're lucky in Southern California to, to still have good radio. Um, but you know, that's just like the new Adrian Casada. Uh, record he's a he's the guitar player and 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 uh writer for the black boomers last year they're nominated for best new act this year they're be- nominated for best new or for best rock record best rock record for their self-titled debut record just black boomers that's it's it's psychedelic rock but in my eyes it's still rock but it's incredible it's absolutely incredible. And, and Eric Burton and Adrian Casada, along with the, the team of musicians that they have are, are just amazing. If you, if, if any of your listeners have not listened to the black pumas yet, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you go out and buy that record. Cause it's an incredible record.
0: That's awesome. I haven't, I haven't heard it yet, but I'll check it out after this. But yeah, for sure. Speaking of like post Malone's versatility as an example, um, You yourself have been, I think, in quite, uh, you have quite the eclectic uh, background when it comes to, like, guest vocals. Because you've, I mean, you've played with everyone from, like, Orange Goblin to, like, Danko Jones. But you've also been in, uh, like, Arsenal, um, which is very, uh, quite different. And um, I think the Crystal Method, too. I think that was, like, a project in the early 2000s. You've
1: done your homework.
0: Yeah, um, both of those are not really metal. I think Crystal Method might describe it a little bit more like electronic. Um, They also had like kind of a revolving door, if I remember correctly, of like other like rock stars that kind of came in. And Arsenal, I don't even know how to describe them, uh, to be honest with you. They're just very eclectic. How did did you get into those projects? Because that's like a pretty big, not super big, but it's a jump to go from like, oh, I'm going to play with Karma to Burn to Arsenal
1: yeah well, you know pat uh I get bored easy, I get bored, okay caius slow burn, hermano unita you know uh, all of these bands, but why am I in so many bands? I just moved on and I got bored, and I wanted to move on to to other things and things fell through, and it just it's the nature of the nature of the beast, but it kind of started off with um The, the crystal method. When they called me up and they said, we want you to do this and we want you to work with, um, uh, Wes from Limp Biscuit on this track. I'm like, well, I knew Limp Biscuit. I wasn't a big fan, but I have, I have respect for those guys. They're doing what they want to do, but I thought it was a challenge to, to be. And I said, first off, I, I don't think you know who I am because this is not typically something that I do. And they said, Oh no, no, we know exactly what you do. We 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 want that. I'm like, Are you sure? He's like, Yep, we do. And I said, Well, send me the track and let me let me see if I can do it. Same with Arsenal. I had no idea who those guys are, but they're they're in, in Belgium, they're like Michael Jackson. They're are fucking huge. They're massive. I had no idea. Um, but it it had to touch me. The music had to touch me. I I get offers Almost on a weekly basis, on a weekly basis, will you do this track? Will you do this track? Will you think about doing this track? It's like, it's got to, it's got to touch me. It's got to, it's got to make me feel. I got to go. That's a really good song. That's an undeniably good song. I could, I can see myself. I can, I can, I can already hear the vocal melody. No problem. Mm-hmm. Let's try it out. No promises, you know, but it, it's, it's great when you have somebody like Danko Jones, you know, want to, collab with you you know it's great when you have somebody like monkey three or you know scott and ken from the crystal method um you know uh, john and 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 bruno uh from you know from arsenal what a what a really cool interesting project that was and i i like those interesting projects something that it speaks to me and I, I'm not just that one vocalist that's going to just sing th- this song this way. And that's my whole style. I like challenges. I do like challenges, especially when a song goes, Nope, you're not going to fit a vocal in a melody to me. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I will do you, you just watch, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll get a couple of cocktails and then that's me and that song will start fighting with each other. And, I'll, <laughs> and so we'll, but we, but we have fun doing it, you know? And, that's my relationship with with um, with you know these these pieces of music that I get that that speak to me and make me feel like we were talking about earlier. So I like that. Um, I, I like it a lot and it's it's great when I'm able to collab with with bands like that and and uh, to be involved in in the great organizations that that they are. Um, it's It's a true. It's a, it's a true you know something that I, I do not take for granted at all. It's something that I, I I hold close to my heart.
0: Well, as an extension of that too, I, I think I think on your first solo record, like the second track is is even like a, a cover song that like you have a Rolling Stone by by Black Mastiff. Um, how did how did that get on there too? Because I remember listening to that, I was like, all right, you you've got the New John Garcia, we're gonna check this out, and I was like, a cover. By a band I hadn't heard of, no less, and I was like that's kind of cool um, yeah do you do you know them personally how did How did that cover get on there
1: yeah um yeah you're right um very rarely when i'm when I'm on tour uh am I able to check out an opening act and sometimes I'm able to sometimes I'm not the majority of the time I'm in my hotel room speaking with my wife. And my my kids um, I uh, that's good medicine for me I, uh, it's just good medicine for me so but this particular evening, um, I walked through the the ballroom and I saw these these three guys up there playing this song, what later came to be Rolling Stone, but it was this it was this hunting riff that just went over and over and over and over live i'm like who the fuck does something like that i'm like these guys got some balls and i like it and i was like they just heard that over and then the really cool melody that didn't fill up the song a lot of vocalists would sit there fill up every single part of the song god go for it knock yourself out I like I like to let my songs breathe a little bit. I like to let the musicians do their craft. And I want to hear that craft. So I I automatically fell in love with the song and never met him before. I walked up to him after the show, introduced myself. I told him that I said, I want to produce you guys, and I like that song Rolling Stone. And they said, Fuck, whoa, right on. <laughs> I said, "Will you allow me to cover the song?" He goes, "Of course, cover the song." And the, I, I love that because they didn't have any rules about that. Mm. They didn't have any rules about what a live show should be. And in my, in in, in the some of the bands that I've seen and been on, there's you know, I, I, I just want to see something different. And these guys were different to me, and um, I thought it would be a great addition to the record. Um, some of the other tracks that, that I had originally had been put on there. Um, they didn't turn out quite uh, as good as I, as I thought they would be. And, uh, that's not the reason why I chose a Rolling Stone just for the record. Um, but I needed, I needed some more content. And I, I thought to myself, man, this would be a great, great song to, to, to add. And eventually I did wind up, um, being a part of, um, you know, one of their projects, they came down to Palm Springs, uh, got to sing a little bit more on, on, uh, on, on one of their tracks. Uh, and we have a great relationship and we still do. Bob and I will email and we'll, we'll text from time to time. And we usually do DMing through, you know, Insta, but, um, what a great group of guys. And, and, uh, that's a good question
0: that's awesome um you've you've traveled everywhere you've played with everybody um as you as you like look back over your career thus far is is there is there like a an album or a show or even like an interaction that that you're most proud of
1: uh, you know it's it's I, I, it's it's all such a blur. You know, it, it, it is all such just a, a, a big blur of of good times, sad times, and everywhere in between. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I can just say that I'm lucky to have been given the opportunity to, you know, open up for Soundgarden, um, to, you know, open up to be... a a part of the, uh, the 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 second stage at OZFest '97, um, you know, just 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 to name a few. Being on the being on the road. Last time I was on the road, I was on the road for about a month, and I got a chance to bring my my son and my 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 wife out, and um, seeing my son in in Barcelona and in in Spain and Zurich, Switzerland, and Lyon, France that those are highlights to me being have him uh bringing him out on stage and and having the crowd go apeshit and him (laughs) seeing what his dad does he's very unimpressed and he wanted to go back on the bus and you know continue to play play, playstation after he got me after he got done having his dad embarrass him in front of you know a thousand people um so but those are those are big highlights i like I, i like when I bring my family out, my wife out, and even when the other musicians bring their families out, it's, it's, um it's a good thing. And, and, uh, but as a whole, I'm just very fortunate to still to be talking to you about something that I, you know, that, that I still do, mm-hmm. that, that there's, that there's still, um, that there's still interest in, in hearing where I'm at in my life and what I'm doing right now, as far as writing and, and playing these shows, um, that's, I'm very appreciative and I'm, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky to be, to be, to be talking about this stuff. Um, So it's not something that I take for granted. Uh, I appreciate. And um, uh, I think that's the the main part is, is just, you know, being able to appreciate everything I've got to do. Um, And I, I could probably go on, you know, days in regards to some of the stories and some of the things that I've seen uh, on the road, but uh, that's, that usually comes out when I've had a, a cocktail or two, and I'm talking to Wendy, and the day's over. And I and offered that, to uh, send
0: you that vo- vodka cranberry.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all right. All, all good. <laughs> all good. All good.
0: So, um, what? Uh, so, is, to, as we wrap up here, is is there anything you want to plug uh, before we kind of close up here? Anything? Any? We, we mentioned the show earlier. I think you said September seventeenth.
1: Yeah. September um, 17th. But any, um, anything else? No, I think that I just appreciate, you know, you taking the time out of your day to have a conversation with me again. This is the first interview that I've done. I think it's this year. Is it this year? Maybe, maybe second, maybe second. Or, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, but I appreciate you because this is, this is important to me about this, this veterinary assistant program. And I'm, I'm passionate about it and it's going to be a great evening. And I think the, the, the meet and greet the night before is going to be a really cool evening as well to sit down and talk to, to talk to some of the people that have supported my career and support causes like this. That's important to me that I reach out and I shake their hand and say, thank you. Thank you very much because we are in a crisis right now. And, and this helps just bringing awareness helps calling, getting in line and just, you know, so I, I appreciate you, Pat. I I really do. And, um uh thank you very much for your time and yeah all all good things all the way around
0: i i appreciate you saying that i'll include the show i'll include the links in the show notes and uh keep me updated on your next
1: album uh can't wait to hear it cool very good well thanks pat appreciate you man all right thanks so much take care okay do the same thank you